ESPN Central Texas. And those Aggies just went out and got it done. Let's go straight to Omaha right now. Travis Brown writes for that Brian Eagle and uh, all of uh, College Station. Brian, they they all are waiting to see what's this guy going to write? What's Travis going to have to say about it? And he was kind enough to walk right out of that press conference and then jump right on the air with us. Travis, I appreciate it. Um, it, I I would think it's a jubilant uh, A&M clubhouse right now, and Schlossnagel has to be be really proud uh, of that performance. Your thoughts on Detmer just going out and sticking it to Notre Dame? Yeah, you know, Nathan Detmer is a guy who has – he even self-said it himself. He's struggled the last – seven outings he had and you know most notably uh friday against oklahoma where he he really struggles only goes a, a, a inning and a, and a little bit throws 40 something pitches and and he's on the bench with his head in his hands espn cameras catch it and you think man that that's a that's a rough way for this kid to to end his season uh but he went right back in and told the coaches hey whenever you need me i'll, I'll go uh he uh he, he, they, they called his number today, and, and he absolutely pitched a gym. The thing that was the difference this time between uh, now and, and going back to April uh, was the fact that from the very first pitch, he had his entire arsenal of pitches, and he was able to work backwards on batters early uh, in the game to where the uh, second time around he can mix in a few more fastballs because they were sitting back on the, the breaking stuff and the changeup. Uh, not to mention he has this unbelievable two-seam fastball that breaks almost like a – like a like a screwball, a, a backward slider, uh, and Ooh. that really makes things difficult when you try to bring that four seamer in, not knowing if it's going to cut hard away from you or, or if you're going to be able to sit on the the four seamer. So, man, kids, it's a good. He's a good kid. He he, he has a lot of fun out there. It's good uh, good to see him having fun. And and his mom is the best biggest cheerleader of anybody out there. She she likes every tweet out there. And uh, she uh, she actually went home yesterday. Heard he had the start. And then, like, went immediately from the airport home right back to the airport to get up here for the start. So, good, good hustle on her part too. <laughs> I like Travis likes to get out there among the parents, get to know some of the families. I bet she likes reading your work and retweeting. Now, Travis, you kind of uh, you went out the other day and had some good audio, mic some people up at the driving range, and had some fun. Do you, do you did you kind of sense that? A&M, you know, had stayed. That's hard. When you lose that first game, you can go one of two ways. You can crater or you can kind of bounce back and, and, and try to, to, to remain loose. Did you, did you almost see something in that outing that made you think, hey, these guys are going to be okay? Today? Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I think that I think in the, uh, the game against Texas, the fact the bats came alive a little bit early, um, was always a good sign. I think that everyone had a little bit of faith in uh, Micah Dallas. He's been their best pitcher, their best starting pitcher through all the postseason, came in with uh, a, definitely a sub-two ERA, um, and, and has been really rock solid. So I think that everyone knew that th- there was a good chance in that second game and they had something to fall back on. I think having Detmer come back and show what he was able to do and loosen up and have a little bit of fun uh, was, was certainly a good sign. It's going to be interesting in this game tomorrow with Oklahoma because um, the, the pitching depth in the starting role is, is not something they have. They have Dallas, they have Detmer, and then it's kind of a big question mark. They could go to the lefty freshman Ryan Prager. They could go to the righty White Tucker who had a good relief outing against Oklahoma in the first game, but they, they, they got to see him a little bit. 
Uh, one of those two options is probably going to be a little bit of a bullpen game uh, to get to that, uh, that, that second game where you would think they would probably come back with Dallas on short rest to try to get into that final. But that's going to be the, the biggest storyline moving forward is what do they do with the pitching staff in this next game tomorrow? Because they've, they've used most of their bullets so far in these, these first four games. Boy, it's amazing to to think about it and and uh, and watch uh, what the you know, and and by the way, the Palace, the the transfer out of uh, out of Stanford. I mean, you talking about if they make it a bullpen game, um, it, he he's a guy that's uh, really been good for for Schlossnagel. I mean, I you, that's an interesting thought. You see it more and more in the major leagues, but it it, it goes against what some of these guys' mentalities are. But if you could get somebody like that, which of those bullets you're talking about, which of the bullpen uh, guys do you think could potentially give you three or four quality innings? Uh, I mean, yes, Palish is, is certainly a guy that they're going to get in there at some point. He hasn't necessarily been great on short rest, um, so it'll be interesting to see how they use him. Uh, Chris Cortez is a guy that they got in for a few innings on uh, on Friday. Schlossnagel, when it, the game kind of looked out of hand against Oklahoma, got some guys on the mound just to get them on the mound and, and let them have some pitches in front of the fans, kind of get into it. Cortez is one of those guys. Uh, like I mentioned, Ryan Prager was one of those guys. Wyatt Tucker is a guy that came on a little bit. You'll probably see Will Johnston. He's a guy that actually could be in the mix for the start, too. He started some midweek games, and he is a COVID sophomore, so he's been around the block a little bit, uh, a lefty that, that at times has been one of their go-to guys out of the bullpen. Uh, Cortez is the hardest thrower on the team. He, he can get it up there towards 99, but uh, control can kind of elude him at times, so uh, those are those are a few of the guys that that you definitely could see, and and you know it's this is the the, the great thing about the the College World Series when you get into these elimination games is anything goes. I mean, they get in the bottom of the ninth, need ninth, and need one out, they might throw Detmer out there for an out or something. You know, it, it gets crazy when you get to the end of the season like this, and that's what makes it especially fun. All right, Travis, I do like uh, your skills that you learned while interning at ESP in Dallas and at Star Telegrams. That they come in handy, all that internet stuff, right? Because I can see you had about seven or eight paragraphs ready to roll at that final out. And 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 as we know, as writers, um, you never know what's going to happen in the College World Series. But you felt you felt pretty good about it. Those there were a couple of pitches that the umpires there, even as they must be the top of the college world series, you know, the college umpires, this must be the best of the bunch. But isn't it amazing how they'll miss like really obvious stuff sometimes? What was the what's been the crowd reactions on some of those or the or even like the dugout when they just wildly miss on a pitch? I I one sticks out to me, Detmer had one you know, uh, well, I'm trying to think who got – maybe it was Troy, A&M Troy got Clanch. done wrong. Troy Clanch had a strikeout looking. Yes. That was definitely high and outside. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, just... it, it's, been, it's been interesting. We, we can't hear – they have mics piping stuff in, so we can't hear the crowd super great. But the fun part about yeah. the mics is they have them, like, right near all the bases, so you can hear all the – the strikes and the ball calls and little conversations. And, you know, when a, when a player chops one into the dirt and, and he, he's not, not too happy with himself, you can hear a few uh, uh, choice words. And so that's been <laughs> one of the, uh, the, the fun parts about this whole experience is getting to hear the little, uh, 
little little chirps and little little words that come around th- through the game as as different little situations happen. Has anybody offered you any of those Pringles chips that have become kind of a calling card? A&M has some fun stuff they do after big runs. There was an era, throwing era on Notre Dame led to the first two runs of this game. And then on TV, we were watching the player, you know, have his Pringle when he crossed the plate. Has uh, Have any of the A&M staff offered you any Pringles? I, I have not gotten a Pringle, but I'll admit, and I know maybe this, maybe this is blasphemy to the A&M. I'm, I'm not a big Pringles guy. Don't don't give me give me the baked glaze. Give me uh, you know a, a nice goldfish cracker or something. If I'm going to snack, I'm, I'm, Pringles is probably not my go-to. But again, you know that might get me run out of College Station these days. So yeah, I, I we, unfortunately we've lost the connection now. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, I I would say the Ritz cracker has never been Ooh. beaten. There's also a a sea salt. Okay, I'm going to put you on to a brand, and if you get to go to a grocery store or something around there, I don't know how much longer you're going to be in Omaha, but maybe when you get home, Milton's is a brand of cracker and the sea salt. That's about that's become the number one snack really in oh. in, uh, in in my life. Uh, and then oh. I put a little, I'll put a little pimento cheese on there, and that takes it to another level. But I just want you oh. to. If you're not a, a okay. potato chip guy, uh, or you don't like the Pringles, go with the cracker. And uh, okay, and yeah, okay. I hear you. I, I hear. So we, I, I need to put it out there for all the Aggies that are listening. They need to put some pressure onto uh, you know Jim Schlossnick and Ross Bjork to to go out and get me a nice nice drink or a soda or something because because of the win, I'm having to cancel my bachelor party for next weekend. So uh, you know, I, I, a nice. A nice soda, a nice, uh, you know, root beer float might be a good Ooh. way to celebrate. But yeah. Wow. Just, just, this, just like, just, yeah, it's, it's, it's gotten real. This has infringed upon Travis's, uh, my goodness. Well, next week, I'm just, that's really interesting. Okay. Well, I was, uh, yeah. I was looking to crash this event, and that may be why you're <laughs> why you're uh, canceling it, really. But that's going to be uh, that'll be a fun time. Well, you'll still get to have one, and the the old Aggies are kind of hanging in there. Travis, thank you. That was uh, that was uh, above and beyond, and we'll send you the usual fee. Okay, you got it. Thanks, Matt. All right, Travis Brown from the Eagle. Uh, by way of uh, Travis, uh, went to TCU. Has 